The Tigers are playing. Two nights. I never miss a game. Sword of Omens, give me sight beyond sight. Give me all you got! You know, I don't know how to do laundry, Stuart. I've been needing laundry lessons. You're goddamn right. Welcome to Comic-Con. A geek podcast for the rest of us. A geek podcast for the rest. Happy holidays, folks. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. About time we're listening to this uh, holiday special episode of Comic-Con's podcast. Okay, it is a geek podcast for the rest of us, but who are the motherfucking rest of us? My name is Nick Stevens. I am your host. But no, we aren't we all trying to do a little quiet nighty night night nighttime show because little man's asleep and the wife is sleeping and we're all in creeping and we're waiting for the mouse to not make a stir when everything is creaking and the Santa is coming down the chimney, but he's not getting stuck and breaking his neck because it's not a gremlins movie. Listen, don't worry about Phoebe Cates and her monologues, okay? Don't worry about Yippie Kaye, motherfucker, because guess what? This episode is all about Mr. James motherfucking Schuler. Guess what? Guess what we're doing tonight? Go ahead. What are we doing? We are doing our favorite Christmas movies. The best cheesemus movies of all time. The best cheesemus movies for all the machismos out there, okay? Oh, now we're hitting our groove. Now we're hitting in our groove. Because here's here's the thing. What what is a Christmas movie, Mr. Schuler? Honestly, my definition of a Christmas movie is a movie that occurred during the time of christmas you are not only a scholar and not only a gentleman but you are correct (laughs) because let's be honest does a christmas movie have to have some kind of christmas message no no not to me not to me either if there's christmas trees in that motherfucker it's a christmas movie done you know what i'm saying if they got lights and trees and bells and shit right that's a christmas movie right whether it's a Christmas party at Nakatomi Towers or a Batman returns to Gotham City during Christmas time, ladies and gentlemen, it is a Christmas movie. Agreed. Are you fond of this time of year? I really don't care about Christmas. You strike me as kind of a bah humbug, motherfucker. Oh, I'm I'm Scrooge all the way. <laughs> I fucking hate this. You hate Christmas. It just gets on my nerves, man. Yeah, I oh. I hate it. You don't like the, the, the season or was there something that happened at some point in your lifetime or is it just in general, in genitals? In genitals. Yeah. No, nah, it's just like, uh, I've just never been a big fan of it. You know, it, it's, it's always the people trying to like outdo each other mm. when it comes to the gifts and shit like that. Oh, we got to buy Frank this and we got to make sure uncle Hector gets this and you know, everybody's. Yeah. Spending, and I'm like, fuck money. them. Well, if you're, you're probably wondering, well, what about the message of Christmas, right? What about the giving and the fellowship and the hot cocoa? That's what it's all about, right? No. Oh. Well, you're probably no. more like, oh, let's get a, a slice of apple pie and curl up by the fireplace and wait for mom to make that roasted ham, right? 
I mean, I'm I'm black. We eat good all the time, oh, like all true. year that's long. True. Yeah, that's true. All year long. All year long. Okay, so what's your Christmas jam then? What's your Christmas go to if you had to pick a jam, even though you hate the season? Oh, Merry Christmas, baby, by uh, Chuck Brown. Merry Christmas, baby, by Chuck Brown. Not bad. Oh yeah, Not I, bad I, at I, all. Every every Christmas, I do listen to the uh, Christmas Go Go CD. Mm. <laughs> the whole album just go go music and Christmas songs. Can can you please confirm that uh during this album at some point somebody somebody yelled, Let me hear you scream out loud. I do, 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 they don't no, they don't no. really say that, but No, they don't no. Okay. You get that, that falsetto ass singing dude. <laughs> <laughs> let me hear it. Let me hear it. No, man, I can't I can't even imitate it. It's, no, it's more like Let me hear you scream out loud. Like something like that? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Hanging in the chow line. Oh, right. Something like that. No? And then, and then all the pots and pans, man. All the pots and pans. The dinka 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 dinka. That's, that's what I was doing, by the way. You know, the yeah, go-go, so anyone, the go-go if, beats. If, if, yeah, if you're not from uh, D.C., Maryland, or Virginia, you have no idea what we're talking about Oh, right you now. don't. You don't. If you're not stomping in a funeral, you don't know what we're talking about. Okay? Shout out to Keith. Shout out to Big Waddy. Sometimes if you're on a stomp team or step team and you leave this earth too soon or you shift off your mortal coil, as some poets might describe it, you may have a stomp team at your funeral. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Or a step got, team. Got stomped a yard. All right. Let's, uh, let's lay him to rest and lay him to pasture. And now the, uh, the big six stompers are going <laughs> to... You know they 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 got they they gonna lay their brother to rest. Got to lay that brother to rest. I guess it's no different than being like a drummer and having a drum line show up, or a, a flautist and having a flautist session show up, or you know, a cappella group. That'd be crazy. You know, wouldn't that be just a whole section of flutes and flautists? Flautists. You know, I feel like that's just your word of the day right now. I just like saying it. Flautists. Let's not stand on ceremony. I put this out to the Kamikazes. And I said, hey, Kamikazes, what is your favorite Christmas movie? And, you know, we got a couple of hits, a couple of bites. I thought we'd dive into these first before we dive into our list, you know? Yeah, let's let's hear what, what people got to say. Let's hear what the good people of Gotham City have to say. Uh-uh. At Boom Major Look 69, he said, jingle all the way. That's uh, Schwarzenegger. That's Schwarzenegger. I forget about uh, Jingle All the Way. Jingle All the Way was with Turbo Man, right? With Turbo Man. And, yeah, uh, that was a classic. Sinbad and the, the great late Phil Hartman. If anybody listens yes. to the show at all, you know the show is a big fan of Phil Hartman. Um, I forget about that movie. I feel like I need to watch it again. I don't watch it enough. I feel like I've watched it maybe once or twice in my lifetime. What about you? Yeah, I watched it maybe once or twice. Okay. Teenage okay. years and all that, so... Not a bad, not a bad choice. I like it. I like it. Uh, at Pachanga Seven, okay. Die Hard. Come on. I mean, I mean, I don't even on. know why you brought that one up because you know it's going to be on our list. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly. I don't care what Bruce Willis has to say. <laughs> I don't care what he has to say. At Ferdbird the Nerd, Christmas Carol or Gremlins? Christmas Carol for sure. Gremlins is a good pull. It's a good pull, and. It's especially a good pull, Mr. Furbird the Nerd, in our in our brother from another mother in Seattle, because that may or may not be one on my list. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Although Christmas Carol, I'm curious if he's referring to like the classic Christmas Carol or like the Jim Carrey CGI Christmas Carol 
or the Muppets Christmas Carol with Michael Caine? Because I'm thinking I'm thinking Muppets Christmas Carol. I fucked with the Muppets. Yeah, me too. I like that one. In fact, my family, true story. True story. Every Christmas, we got to listen to the Muppets sing Christmas carols featuring John Denver. Yes, that's right. So white. But my family. <laughs> that is a very, very white. But my family, growing up, we'd always listen to it, like the tape cassette and everything. And uh, I try to get my family now into that. And uh, it, we only make it past a few songs before it's thrown out of the out of the mix. But, um, you know, it's just one of those nostalgic pulls, you know? That's that, the, the John Denver thing. Actually, I, I could see your dad blasting that. Oh, dude. Rest just, in peace to him. <laughs> oh, man. Just, I mean, if he wasn't already playing songs on the, on, on the old piano... And yeah, that thing was fucking cranking, you know? And Miss Piggy's like, five golden rings. Maybe I'll throw some in the mix afterwards so everybody can get a little tasty, tasty, tasty. <laughs> At Amanda Serpa's Home Alone. Don't hear enough love for the Home Alones these days. Home Alone. May or may not have been on my list. May or may not have been on my list. <laughs> At Booth81, love actually, fuck you. I guess he kind of... I just wanted to throw that out there. Actually, uh, I don't see why the fuck he's warranted. I actually really enjoy Love Actually. It's not on my list for this evening, but I can see why it's a Christmas classic, tried and true. It's another movie that my family would watch. I would come into the living room and they'd be watching it and I'd sit in. It's, it's, you've seen it. It's, it's a rom-com. It's, it's like the I rom-com. I have not. You have not seen Love Actually? I don't watch those. Oh, well, it's... I, yeah, I don't, I don't do the rom-com. It's like the British rom-com. You have Alan Rickman, Emma Thomas, fucking Liam Neeson. Nope, can't Um, do him. Andrew Lincoln before he started killing zombies. Damn. Uh, Yeah, it's actually a pretty good movie. I'll give it it to him. I'll concede. And uh, at Alexander Moe, Nakatomi, never forget. Translation, Hmm. if you don't know, you gooks. Uh, and then last but not least, we had a couple of repeats. I'm just going to sh- close it out quick. At Turok89, Ernest Saves Christmas. Yeah. Deep yes. cut. Deep cut. I'm a huge fan of Ernest movies. How many did he do? Ernest, there was a lot of Ernest movies. There was a lot, right? Like, especially like early 90s. I feel like there was like an Ernest Goes to Jail. There was like an Ernest Saves Halloween or, or no, that was uh, Scared Stupid. There was a lot of them. Jim Varney, right? Jim Varney. Jim Varney, rest in peace. He he was he was an amazing actor for for his his niche. Are we getting to the age now in, uh, in our lives where we're saying rest in peace like almost every? Man, I feel like we lose somebody every week. It's crazy, right? Like they out here dropping, and we're like, damn. Somebody, a random stranger, just stopped me on the street the other day just to tell me about the DJ from Ellen. I mean, I never watched Ellen, so I didn't know who that was. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't either. App- but apparently everyone's been talking about it. Everybody's been talking about it to the point where a grown stranger approached me on the street. And I had to say, hey, 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 did you hear about, what's so, his name? So, Twitch. So what, <laughs> so what about you made a grown person feel like you needed to know that? He was on his phone, looked up at me, gave me a twitchy look, and oddly enough, I guess my eyes were twitching. He was like, hey, twitch, twitch, twitch. And I was like, oh, no, it's happening again. And if you don't know, go back to the episodes. And uh, <laughs> and sure enough, he wasn't there to scare me or grab me or, 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 or take advantage of me or take me back to his room and show me his X-Men collection. No, he 
wanted to just pass on the news. Now, I wish he had taken yeah, me good. back to his hotel room and just showed me all his X-Men collection. That would have been something else. I mean, I'm all about seeing the X-Men collection. Mm-hmm. Even that's, from a, uh, that's from a random stranger on the street. You want to see my X-Men? Hell yeah, I do. Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> do you remember going through the old catalogs when you were a kid and just circling the things you wanted? Did you ever do that? Did you ever like circle yes. like, like the old JCPenney or Toys R Us catalogs? When Toys R Us used to send that thick book. Yeah. They have that monster book. And like we would just sit there for days. Dude. Like I need it. I need it. I need it. And you didn't get everything that you circled by any stretch. No, no. You're lucky if you got one thing. <laughs> but it was so much fun going through that bitch like and, and, and taking a permanent marker and just, you know. And your mind's just going nuts. Oh, dude. All the toys. Every mm-hmm. single one. And like I'm I'm highlighting the uh like the big play sets. Oh, of course. Because because you don't want just the action figures, you wanted the play set. You know, I wanted the turtle sewer. I wanted the bat cave. Yeah. I needed those. Needed the te- those. The technodrome. My cousin had the technodrome. I and never that, knew anybody that got the technodrome. They had it and we played with that thing mercilessly. We ended up breaking it. Of course we did. If I saw a Technodrome for sale somewhere, I would probably be tempted to buy it. It's it's a Technodrome. It's and it opened up like clamshell, and it had all the levels on it, and then it the still levels. rolled on those tank wheels. Yeah, tank bro, you could throw all your turtles in that bitch. Yeah, and then you, you get the stickers crane. on it. It, it the, was sick. I, it's funny you mention that because I had the turtle van. I think that might have been a Christmas gift. I had the turtle van with the door that popped open. Yep, with the you with know. the gun chair on mm-hmm. it. Of course, now that motherfucker's like four hundred dollars. Yeah, Just, he he had that too. Oh, they they had all the good shit. There's always one, isn't there? That has all of them. Yeah, so we're just like, all right, well, we we going to B's house. Yeah, so we can play with. And his luckily, toys. he lived down the street, so we just <laughs> hopped on the bikes. <laughs> it's always one. I grew up uh, down the street from a kid who. He had every single last G.I. Joe you could ever name. And then for Christmas one year, I went over there and he had like the fucking carrier and all the fucking vehicles. And I was like, this motherfucker. Anyone who had the carrier, like, ooh, I, I wanted to fight him. Hey, well, I wanted to fight this one for sure because he was a rotten motherfucker. Like he was kind of a it's, punk. It's like that every time. Yeah. You know, his his parents would be all sweet to him. He'd be like. Fuck you. And actually, uh-huh. one of the movies on my list has a kid like that. Oh. Yeah. You do stupid tell. bitch. <laughs> Just a random pickup. I think it was on HBO. Uh, 8-Bit Christmas. 8-Bit Christmas. 8-Bit Christmas. That's your movie? It's one of my movies, yeah. What the fuck is 8-Bit Christmas? It is a story about um, Neil Patrick Harris's character in his childhood when uh, the original Nintendo came out and him Hold on a mission to get a Nintendo. Hold on. That's a 2021 movie. Yeah. And it's in your top five? Yeah, it's in there. I don't watch a lot of Christmas movies. I hate Christmas. So so this is this is number five in your top five. I, I'll throw it in like that fifth place category. It, it's oh, it's, it's honorable. It's honorable mention. It. It's not five. Yeah, I I enjoyed it, but it, okay. it's up there. If I if I can't think of five, that'll be five. I don't think I've seen this in 1980 Chicago. A ten year old embarks on a quest to get the latest and greatest video game system for Christmas. So it's like a flashback thing. He's like retelling the story. 
Yeah. Okay. It was All right. I'm, I mean, I like everybody that's in this, uh, but I've never seen it. I'll have to check it out. Wow. Look at that. You spend so much time talking Christmas about old shit. Nintendo. I forget to check out new shit. It's kind of how we are with music, though, so I get it. <laughs> Any, <laughs> so, like, have you heard this new song from this band? I'm like, who? <laughs> I actually don't have any um, honorable mentions. I was going to jump right in. All right, go for it. I actually watched this movie recently this past week. Uh, at number five, it is Gremlins. Because you never can tell. There just might be a gremlin in your house. Now, somebody might be saying to themselves, Gremlins is not a, it's not a Christmas fucking movie. Uh, watch the movie again. The whole fucking premise of the movie starts because of Christmas. Because... Because of present. Exactly. Homeboy gets a present, and wouldn't you know it, it's little adorable Mogwai, and wouldn't you know it, there's a set of rules that, that, that are not adhered, adhered to. Hilarity ensues. The things eat after midnight. They get wet. There's things everywhere, and they turn into fucking horrible creatures. <laughs> Just mean little sons of bitches. Mean little sons of bitches. And some of them are actually kind of funny. No lie. I blame the owners, though. They they did have instructions. They did have strict instructions. Very strict instructions to not mess with it. But it's a fun little movie. I believe it's a Christopher Columbus movie produced by Spielberg. Columbus would later go on to do Home Alone. Uh, and I think it's actually... You know what? It might be produced by Columbus also and then directed by Joe Dante, which would make sense. But, uh, you know, came out in the 80s and it's a tried and true classic. I mean, there's a reason why they're doing like a spinoff show soon on HBO Max. There's a reason why you can still go into any store now and see like a mogwai, like a stuffed animal mogwai, you know. Um, it's got a huge nostalgic pull and understandably so. I mean, it's a, it's a tried and true classic. And I think the Christmas spirit of it all stands out to me as... I don't know if I watched it at Christmas, but I remember when I first saw it as a kid that it took place in, at Christmas in that snowy little Bedford Falls type town. Mm -hmm. And just all hell is breaking fucking loose. Well, another thing, too, is you got to think Gizmo was the original Baby Yoda. Mm -hmm. Gizmo was adorable. Everybody wanted him. Right, right. You know, until he ate after midnight and got wet. Right. But... No, but he was, you're right, he was the OG Grogu. Right. So he was, he was soft and cuddly. He had the candy show eyes. Marketable, marketable. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and, 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 who, and who couldn't love Spike with the fucking white fucking mohawk, you know, smoking cigarettes and. Spike was a badass. Spike was a badass. <laughs> you know, because you, you could do that in the 80s in the movies. Yeah. You could, you could have the creature smoking <laughs> cigarettes and tearing shit up at the bar and breaking bottles. And that Phoebe Cates, she was hot. She was hot back in the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She held her own. She held her own. So that's my number five. Huh. That is my numero cinco. All right. Number five, number five, number five. Um, just because it is an American staple, I'm going with a Christmas story. A Christmas story. Interesting that it's at number five. Now I really now I'm really curious because like that's regarded as like the Christmas movie. It's it's a little too the Christmas movie. Mm. It's a little too Raph. It's a little too Raph. <laughs> yeah. So I enjoy it, but I'm sick of it. Yeah, I know what you mean. And you didn't watch the sequel. 
There was a sequel? Yeah, a sequel came out on HBO Max this year. What? I know, I didn't watch With it. With who? With like, oh, the, like the actors, the guy that played the, uh, the kid. He's all grown up now. Oh, and shit. I, so and he had to wait 30 years to get another acting job, basically? Well, actually, he's the same guy that's in uh, Iron Man when fucking Obadiah Stane's like yelling at him like, oh, it's Tony Stark built that in a cave. And he goes, I'm not, that Tony, was him? I'm not Tony Stark. Yeah, that's him. Oh, shit. I got to rewatch that He now. shows up in um, Far From Home, too, when before Mysterio shows up. All right. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm, I dig it. I dig it. A Christmas right. Story is a classic. I mean, they go to the Chinese restaurant, you know, the fa-ra-ra-ra-ra's, you know? Yeah. The lamp. The fa-ra-ra-ra's, the leg lamp. Yeah. You'll shoot your eye out, kid. I mean, tons of quotes. Tons of quotes. Uh, Quattro, Fantastic Four, is my... One of my all-time favorite movies of all time. I also watched this this week. Uh, Lethal Weapon 1. The first one. Probably the best one. It happened during Christmas? It happened it, during Christmas. Was that Christmas. an 80s thing? It might have been. make Christmas theme, non-Christmas themed Christmas movies? Right. Like make a movie that takes place during Christmas. It'll be like a summer blockbuster, but it'll take place during Christmas. And that kind of gives it a, an extra feel, you know? You know, an extra layer. Yeah. yeah, man. Mel and Danny, I mean, they started the whole fucking... Buddy cop. They did. They really did. I mean, we we had stuff like chips before, but like th- this was on a whole nother level. They they perfected it. They perfected I mean, you could just tell, like, I'm watching that first one again, and you can just tell some of the scenes that they improvised together just based off their chemistry with each other and how they worked off each other, how they played off each other. I mean, just the fucking, the Michael Kamen score, the blah, blah, blah. You know, and uh, Mel those, Gibson's just nuts. I'm I'm too uh, old for this shit. He's off the rails, but Murtaugh's too old for this shit. And Riggs is a fucking crazy suicidal dude. Um, it's just a fun, badass fucking movie, and it's just so tough. The whole movie's just tough. You know? Yeah, I agree. Busey shows up for a good time. <laughs> just he was he was he did his thing. He was nuts, but he did his thing. It's nuts versus nuts. Yeah, man. That's my number four. All right. I like that one. I like that one. All right. Oh, you got to comb through the memory, huh? Scrooged. Scrooged? Yeah. Past tense? Scrooged. Yeah, with Bill Murray. That is probably one of the greatest movies of all time. And that actually has like a nice, solid little Christmas message at the end. I mean, it's very, it's a, it's like a modern day Christmas carol. Mm-hmm. Bro, that's a, that's a great poll. That's a great poll. That almost made my list. So if I had an honorable mention list, it would probably have to go on there. Yeah, it, I, uh, I just enjoyed the movie. Like I said, it's a, it's a Christmas movie. I, I, I just don't fuck with Christmas. But it's dark. Scrooge is dark. That's why I like it. Yeah. Because even when he meets, uh, is it go- is it Ghost of Christmas, Past or Future? Future is like the death. Death, yeah. But the, yeah. even but even Past is like maybe it's not Past. Before, I think it's before he gets to the the omens of the ghost. Like his old boss comes back, from the, uh, like comes back from the dead, all zombified, and like chokes him out and like holds him out the goddamn window of the skyscraper, and it's like this rotting flesh, and you're like, what the fuck is this? An episode of Tales from the Crypt, or am I fucking? Am I, am I hallucinating? Right. Did I pop too many of those stems? You know? It's, it's like it's like that Chappelle that Chappelle skit when the lady wanted to get rid of her tits. Oh yeah. She was like, How did you make me see all that? He was like he was like, I'm high as hell. <laughs> I'm, 
<laughs> I don't know how it happened. Yeah, dude, I love that shit. That's a great fucking movie. I feel like I need to go back through it. And Bill Murray, you can never go wrong with Bill Murray. I feel like you are very much like a Bill Murray. You're very calm, very collected, very cynical. <laughs> of everything. I mean, fucks don't give a... Nope. Like when you walk down the street, the fucks just can't give any anymore. They can't give anymore. There's absolutely none. Like, I won't stop to pick one up. No, like fucks, fucks are falling like from the trees. No, you know? I, I, I'm not gonna waste my time to pick one up. Not giving any of the fucks. Nope. You know, and if I did have some fucks and little kids was poor on the street, I'd still keep them. Cause you'd fuck say them kids. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> fuck them kids. What could make you give a fuck aside from running into the goddamn technodrome? Not much. Yeah. <laughs> not much. And that's it. And that's a wrap folks. I mean, I enjoy the kids, but then I don't enjoy the kids. I'm like, all right, that's enough of the shit. Like, even yeah. the Christmas tree. I don't have a Christmas tree in my house. You got a menorah? No, I ain't got no menorah. I ain't got no dreidels. No dreidels? I ain't got no dashiki. You, you ain't got no Kwanzaa sweater? <laughs> I ain't got a Kwanzaa sweater with the motherland pattern on it. I ain't got none of that shit. Can I ask you a question without, without offending you? I don't know what Kwanzaa is. No. I was... <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I was going to ask you, which one offends you more? White Santa or Black Santa? <laughs> um, I'm going to have to go with... I'm going to have to go with, with Black Santa. <laughs> Black. <laughs> I, just, I just don't feel like someone of his... Uh, his, 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 his hue... Mm. would be living in the North Pole. It's cold up there. We don't like that shit. Interesting take. I wasn't sure where you were going to take that one, and you, yeah, and you went I'm there. With, yeah, I'm going with location. We're not living there. You're not living in the North Pole. No, only a white nah. man would live up there. Exactly. <laughs> a white, fat, jolly man. Yeah, and he got he got elf slaves. It, <laughs> it is interesting because you don't see the Black Santa a lot, but every now and then you'll see one. And I, I, my wife and I, well, before she was my wife, we went to a gift exchange and we didn't know the people that were going to be there too, too well, but we knew the people that lived at the house that were throwing the party and we showed up and most people probably bring like, you know, gag gifts, a bottle of booze, you know, everybody fights over the bottle of booze or the good gift. And we brought a black Santa. There was a, a like a statue of a black Santa at like Ross and Marshall's. We bought it and brought it, you know, and it was like. It was the hit of the party. It was a sensation of the party. Everybody loved the Black Santa. It sensationalized everybody. People thought it was great, hilarious, funny, offensive, all at once. Because for some reason, Black Santa is like a taboo kind of thing because he's always just been white. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I just wanted to ask a, <laughs> ask a brother. That's, that's mainly because, see, Black Santa shows up with an empty sack it oh, leaves with it full. <laughs> oh, that is fucked up. That is fucked up. So he goes around from house to house, get, and that's how he gets the presents. <laughs> and that's why his sack's always full. He's not from the North Pole. <laughs> no, he's from the South Central Pole. <laughs> And this is the live episode. 
All right. I'm glad. I'm glad we uh, we wanted to get canceled. So <laughs> this is a good way to start. This is a good way to start. Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I believe it's on you. What's 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 number three on your list or number four? Did you even do number four? No, I had Scrooge. Okay, Scrooge so was my number four. Oh, so it's back to me. It's back to me. Um, die Hard, Yippee motherfucker. Um, I know what you're thinking. Wait, this isn't number one. Whoa, 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 whoa. How come it's not number one? Don't worry, I'll get to number one in a second. Everybody, calm down. Uh, you're you're probably along the lines of me with the Christmas story. I mean. Let's face it, Die Hard is one of the first movies I probably remember watching because um, my parents let us watch virtually almost everything growing up. And when I say my parents, really my mom because my dad was working all the time. And Die Hard was one of those movies that I didn't see in theaters. I saw it on like VHS or on HBO or whatever when we were stateside. And I was blown away. Um, it's just balls of the wall action. But it is a Christmas movie because, I mean, the whole thing takes place because of a goddamn Christmas party, you know? Yeah. And at the end, even though their marriage is on the rocks and probably head, you know, probably speeding towards a divorce town, Holly and McLean get together at the end based on the fact that he saved her life and saves the people in the, in the tower. And, and uh, you have great performances all around. You got Alan Rickman as a villain who's great as Hans Gruber. So many one-liners, so many classic scenes. There's just so many fucking moments in the movie. And at the end of the movie... You know, it's funny because I watched the second one probably more than the first one, oddly enough. I don't know if I like the second one more or not. I think I like the first one more. But the second one is also kind of a Christmas movie because that's, you know, it's snowing. Everybody's heading out of town for Christmas. And there's something about an action movie like that taking place during Christmas that it elevates it, you know? You know what I'm saying? It elevates it. It kind of like raises the stakes a little bit. Like I feel like if Infinity War took place during Christmas, it would have been that much more intense, you know? (laughs) Is that is that the only reason why the Hawkeye show was bearable? I think it helped. Because I think it, it was Christmas and you know, he was just trying to do his last bit, but he wanted you was root for him because he was trying to get home. He was trying Christmas. to get home for Christmas to his family and he couldn't because he had to help out Haley and her dumbass. Yeah, he had to spend how many years? Fighting aliens and all this other bullshit and he just wanted to retire. I kind of felt bad for the dude. It's interesting because they're in that apartment. She tries to save Christmas, quote unquote, by like buying a bunch of decorations last minute. And then he goes into this little story while they're sitting by the fireside, you know, by by the fireplace, having a little fireside chat. And he goes into this little story about, you know, Natasha, you know, he gets he gets a little tears the eye. And we feel it in our subcockles because we're like, oh, damn, it's hitting me here. You know, and I think he missed that bitch. He missed that bitch. And if it wasn't for it being also Christmas, you know, it makes it, it just made it made it more heartfelt. I'll I'll give you that. Yeah. It adds it, it adds a little flavor to it, It adds a little layer to it. Like I said earlier, you know, it's like, uh, it's like you put on an old jacket or, you know, you call up an old lady friend and then you see her again. If you see her again at Christmas or you put that old jacket on at Christmas, it's got a different kind of feel, you know? No, I don't know. And you and you have that that specific. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, yeah, like what's up, what's up, lady friend? Hey, you're either waiting for a friend or you're waiting on a lady. Either way, we always wait. We always wait. <laughs> we always wait. No matter what the hell we do. What the hell we do? What's on your list at number three, sir? That was actually my number three as well. Die Hard, really? 
Yeah, Die Hard is always going to be on the list. Mm. Always got to be on the list. That yippee kaye, motherfucker. Mm. All Man. right. Well, I got my number two. All right, who you got? It is probably the Christmas movie of all Christmas movies, and I had to put it on here because if I didn't put it on here, then I just wouldn't be me. You know what I'm saying? I want to say something cool. I want to have something that's more like in in line with our show. But it's a wonderful life. Is it is it's it's a wonderful life. Okay. You know, every Christmas watching it with the family, even to the point where like, you know, when 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 they would do those bullshit like teleplays on like CBS or ABC where actors would get up and read it, like read the script and do it. Like, you know, they'd be on stage and they would just read the script of the movie to kind of perform it, you know? So you'd like watch them read yeah. it, you know? And uh, I'd even watch that bullshit with my parents and, and my mom, every year she watches it. How much impact can one man have on a town, you know, or, or friends around him or people around him? You know, that's what it's all about. Right. And we're not talking about Batman, even though it. we should. I told you I don't do Christmas. Well, it's a black and white movie. It came out like in, I don't know, I want to say in the 50s or something. But I think it was directed by Francis Ford Coppola, if I'm not mistaken, the guy who did The, the Godfather. I don't know. I could be wrong. Let's, let, me, let me fact check that real quick. I think that's probably really wrong. It's a wonderful life. Jimmy Stewart, of course. Let's see. Ooh, it's on Tubi. Look at that. Ah, Frank Capra, not Francis Ford Coppola. <laughs> you mean Wait. like Frank Castle? Frank Capra. What else did Frank Capra do? Hmm. He won the Distinguished Service Medal. That's interesting. Oh, because he was in W. He was in WW two. What if? What if it'd be funny if I said he was in WWF? Uh, wow! Look at that. A $3 million budget at the time. Came out in 1947. I was, I was off. It didn't come out in the 50s. 1947, almost the 50s. George Bailey has so many problems, he's thinking about ending it all. And it's Christmas. He actually does try to commit suicide. It's a, kind of a dark movie. At the end, especially for the time it came out, he tries to jump off a goddamn bridge, thinking he's lost it all. And then an angel saves him and shows him what, what would have happened if he never was born and how... The impact he had not only on his brother and his loved ones, but his his potential wife and his friends and the people at the bank, and it's a heartwarming story, you know. It's okay, okay. You know? I mean, I, I'll put it on the list. Like what? Like what if? What if? What if James Schuler never happened? You know, I probably would have fallen through the goddamn holes in that goddamn warehouse. Yes, you would have. You saved me. You know? We saved. We saved each other. Well, fair enough. We were like, nope. And if you don't know what warehouse we're talking about, kids, go back to the archives. A long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. It's how we met. We became brothers instantly. We, we became brothers instantly. We were trying to do a photo shoot because that's what aspiring gay bands try to do. <laughs> <laughs> look serious. Stare, stare in different directions. Oh, stare in different directions and look very serious. Let's line up over here. and let's, Let me stand here with my arms crossed and look into the camera like... <laughs> We're a band. For bookings, email this bitch who's dating this guy in the band. <laughs> Only for the next month or two. And then, and then we're going to have to get somebody else's email address to use. Exactly. <laughs> Go ahead and uh, check out our website at the, on Geocities and Angel Fire. And MySpace. No, we were, t we were too poor for MySpace. But MySpace <laughs> was free. 
Well, we were too poor. We didn't <laughs> That's have how them. bad it was. <sighs> I fucked with MySpace when it first came out. MySpace was so much better than Facebook. I mean, they, like, they gave you a song. Top eight. Yeah, you, got, you... you got the song. You got to do the page layout. Yeah, you, you could do a cool wallpaper. Top, your, your top eight. So, like, your friends knew where they stood in your life. I always had some badass Alex Ross uh, art in the background. And then my top eight would be, like, all random um, girls at the time that I would talk to, you know. And then a couple of them would message me and be like, um, don't put me in, my top, in your top eight because I don't even know you like that. They took that shit serious. They did. They took it real serious. You're like, I just put it up here because I thought you're hot, but now you're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it, I was always rushing it like that because I always thought like if I was talking to somebody, I I really legitimately thought that's how it worked. It wasn't like a power play. Like I just thought like, oh, if you start talking to somebody, you should put them in your top eight. And like the same thing with like online dating, like when you start talking to somebody, I was like, oh, so after we start talking for like five minutes, I'm like, so you want to grab a cup of coffee? And I'm like, no. And then it was just like dead. Like apparently you were supposed to like talk to them for a couple of days and then ask them out. You know, I didn't know all that. I thought you'd just rush right into it and fucking. Well, I mean, the thing is, is you want to get them offline as fast as possible. Yeah, and I thought that was just like oh, I thought that was just a place to meet, and then you meet in person. Like, what do you mean you don't want to meet it with a random stranger? Come on, you would just come come straight to my house. Come straight to my house. Here's my address. You might even be another man. We didn't give no fucks back then. Nah, we were so. You know, reckless. You know how many random people I've met off the internet, just walking into a sketchy ass situation, horrible, just not giving a shit, horrible. <sighs> That was a good day. Do you know how many? Days. Do you know how many couches or beds I've woken up in and not remembered how I got there? Yep, it's a miracle. Yeah. It's a miracle I'm alive. You know, you, you passed out on the street, bro. True story. The actual street. That's right. And I can't tell you who's finest, but somebody's finest found me, woke me up, and escorted me back to my apartment. <laughs> That was a nice of them to do that, though. Yeah, well. They could have just took your ass to jail. They could have. <laughs> they propped my skinny ass up and walked me home. <laughs> my black ass would have been in jail. And it was two women, two women officers. Were they cute? You probably don't I mean, remember. I want to say yes, but I really don't remember. I mean, they propped my ass up, and I think I had my arm around one of them at one point, and they were like, easy now. And they got me in the... Got me in the apartment because I had passed out like about 10 feet from the door of my apartment. I'd fallen on the oh, ground. Oh, you almost made it. I had fallen on the ground and just laid there. Oh, shit. <laughs> You're like, all right, hold on. I'm just going to catch my breath. Horrible. And, uh, yeah, it was, I guess it was, gosh. I guess it wasn't that cold out. It must have been a nice, balmy night because I was, I was sound asleep peacefully. <laughs> With all my belongings like and a, a baby and a couple of bruises. Dude, uh, that's funny. Yeah, that well, was we a good time. And uh, yeah, that's one of many reasons why we. Uh, well, why now, I now you proud papa with yeah. <laughs> proud papas with baby boys, <laughs> and that is why you you kicked the habit. I don't. I don't fall asleep on streets anymore. Anyway, uh, back to you. Uh, number two, what yeah. you got? 
uh, Friday after next. It is a Christmas movie. (laughs) (laughs) I forget Friday after next is at Christmas. Because that's the third one. That's the third one. It's it's after next Friday. Yeah. So that's where we get Damon and Money Mike. Mike Epps is in that one too, right? Yep. Mike Epps still in that one. Okay. And you know, you got Pinky rolling up. Like every, that's why every year, you know, I send you that, that Pinky gift. Merry Christmas, (laughs) Knuckle. (laughs) (laughs) He did, he did say it like that too. It's the best. I love that movie. Man, that's a classic. Yeah. That's late 90s, right? Early, I would say early 2000s. Oh, okay. Yeah. How, how how often do you go back through that joint? Um, I probably watch all three of them at least once a year. I watch the trilogy once a year. I watch the first one more than any of them. I like the second one the best. You like the second one best? Really? Why? It's just a little, it's funnier to me. Yeah. Yeah. I got to go back through them. I got to go back through them. Sometimes, and you're going to fucking think this is so ridiculous, but I do actually get, it's either the second one or the third one mixed up with some of the stuff from Don't Be a Menace to South Central while drinking your juice in the hood. And a lot of, well, that movie was before all three of them, I think. It was? Because don't they parody, like, don't they they parody, parody, like, Boys in the Hood, um, Menace to Society, Menace to Society. Don't be mad. Poetic justice. Yeah. And pretty much all the movies at that time. Okay. But I think that was before Friday. Oh. It may have been around the same time when Friday came out, but I don't think they pulled any any of their uh, inspiration from Friday, if mm. it was. Okay. What about Cookout? Cookout? Mm-hmm. Is that a movie? Yeah, it's definitely a movie. What's Cookout? Cookout? Yeah. You've never seen Cookout? Nah. Okay, here we go. Oh, sorry. The Cookout. Uh, let's see who we got. We got Quran Pender. Okay. Queen Latifah. Ja Rule. Ja Dan- Rule. Danny Glover. Megan Good when she was good, but not before she was good good. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Not, Jennifer, not Shazam, Megan. Ooh, that's Shazam, Megan. What is it about that Shazam? Oh, god damn. damn. Tim Meadows is up in that bitch. Uh, college basketball player Todd Anderson signed a $30 million deal with the New Jersey Nets and promptly moves to a wealthy suburb. His mother, however, insists that Todd remain connected to his humbler roots, so Todd decides to hold a good old-fashioned cookout, and hilarity ensues. Uh, I'll check it out. You know, it was, it was one of them, I guess it's one of the black feel-good movies. What about Soul Plane? Love Soul Plane. Soul Plane is good, right? Soul Plane was very enjoyable. It was terrible, but in a good way. Terrible in a good way. And I didn't know this, but Sophia Vergara was in that bitch. Yeah, she was a stewardess. Yeah. Missy Pyle up in that bitch. Kevin Hart before Kevin Hart was Kevin Hart. Yep. Uh, of course, Snoop was in there. Yeah, Snoop was in that bitch. Snoop was the pilot. Mm. They had uh, that... It actually had a pretty good cast for uh and it was pretty low budget. I think I'm I think I'm sensing what our next favorite episode is gonna be. I think I'm getting a sense. Movies? Hmm? Spoofs? No. No, I was thinking like our our favorite 
you know, like our favorite soul plane, our favorite cookout, our black, favorite black feel good movies. Black feel good movies. Yeah, that's what I call them. <laughs> yeah. Because I got to say this, and you'll roll your eyes at this, but I think Barbershop has to be thrown in that bitch. For black feel good movies? Yeah. 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 The first one. The first one, yes. Even though I fucked with that Queen Latifah spinoff too. Beauty Shop? Yeah, I did fuck with that because that Kevin Bacon showing up. <laughs> Kevin Bacon was fucking hilarious. Oh, shit. Yeah, that's good. That's a good. That's yeah, a good. That's yeah. a good topic. We could throw down on that. Yeah, let's do and and let's even do it before February. Oh, should we do it on MLK Day? Just let's get ahead of it because <laughs> everybody's going to be doing that in February. You know what else is going to fit in that bitch? And I feel like we got to bring this movie up almost every time that you and I do a solo dolo. That fucking meteor man. Meteor man. Was that has that has to count. Such a black feel good movie. It's like the black feel good movie. It, I mean, it had all the excitement. It had it tugged at the heartstrings. Mm-hmm. I think he was gonna make it. They almost killed a dog. They did almost kill a dog. <laughs> it's not our fault. Kendrick Lamar brought those goddamn Golden Lords out into the twenty first century. <laughs> Golden Lords is back. Fuck. <laughs> Do you think Cheadle has to look back on that and be like, hell nah, I don't think, or, or I don't hell think yeah. he's mad at it. I don't, I don't think th- he's I, mad at it. I get the feeling he's not either. No, he was like, it was fucking Meteor Man. Like, I don't know him, but I feel like he has to look back on that and be like, that was a fun time. I don't see him as a role regretter. Yeah, good call. He's actually pretty funny when in interviews. Yeah, yeah so he seems even keel. Fuck it. I feel like I know him. He's not like that at all. Yeah. I feel like he's... You know, Golden Lord, man, <laughs> Mario Van Peebles. Oh, was it yeah. Mario? Was yeah. it Mario Van Peebles? Was it him? Who was the? I main thought it Golden was. Lord? I thought it was. I thought it was Big Daddy Kane. As the main guy, the main guy under um, Cheadle. Or no, Cheadle. Cheadle was under him. Yeah, the main guy with the crew cut was. I thought. I thought that it might was, have been Big Daddy Kane. I think it was Not Big sure. Daddy. Yeah. Email us at Comic Cons Podcast Gmail if you don't know. Yeah, regardless, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Great time. Great time. Great time. Great time. Did All you right. already tell me your number two? Yeah, that was uh Friday. Well that, that's right. <laughs> Sorry. I keep <laughs> I keep sidewinding us. Yeah, uh number one. My number one. It's a little movie. A small movie. A little independent fanfare. Came out. 1992, starring an unknown, yet to be unknown, Michael Keaton, reprising his role in A Cape and a Cow, alongside the beautiful, timeless Michelle Pfeiffer, and the incomparable, incorrigible Danny DeVito. (laughs) And uh, what can I say, kids? It's Batman Returns, all right? 1992, he returns to Gotham. During Christmas. The whole goddamn movie starts with a goddamn Christmas tree and a red circus gang going to town and those beautiful bat symbols in the sky after Bruce Wayne is brooding in the fucking library as one does. Right. Everything about it, you know what I mean? From from Chris Watkins, Max Shrek to... I mean, I don't fucking Catwoman, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman. That was my introduction to 
Michelle Pfeiffer. And that was really my introduction into my, my manhood. Because when I saw her, I was 10 years old. I was, it was in the theater. I saw her on that screen. I've said it a million times on this podcast. I'll say it again. And she floored me. She absolutely floored me. I, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I, I've seen this movie recently. I saw it on the big screen recently when they did like an anniversary showing. Yeah. It still holds up. I watch it every year. Um, it just, uh, it just never gets old. It never gets old. It, it's it's a good movie. It's a good movie. So that that's your number one. That's and my number I, one Christmas movie of all time. And and, and and if I may, if I may, just if I just that Danny Elfman score. Can we get a moment of sound for that Danny Elfman score? So operatic. So good. <laughs> I'll let this play while you tell me your number one. I'm sorry. All right. So my number one. This one's near and dear to me. It's uh it is the California Raisins Christmas special. Get the fuck. <laughs> hold on. Hold hold <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Allow me to I remember the California Raisins, don't get me wrong. So much to the point where I saw a rack of them at our local comic book store. Gateway Comics, shout out. Because that nostalgia is a hell of a drug. You know this. It is a hell of a drug. And I almost bought them just simply based on that they have a whole like they have like 20 or 30 of them at our, at our comic book store and i was like are you serious they're only like a couple bucks each i'm gonna grab these and then i thought to myself I was like i'm only doing this to recapture this moment in time and i really don't know if i should waste the money on it but i damn sure as hell never saw a goddamn christmas special oh yeah it used to come on every year we never missed it really I think it came on like abc Oh, hold on, hold we, on, hold we on. watched it every. I just pulled it up. So listen and uh, hopped in on the chat. Uh, one of our favorite uh, Comic Conzies ever. Uh, Kelly's watching the stream right now. She said, "Number one, Die Hard, Yippee Kaye, Yippee Kaye, motherfuckers." Well, you know, oh, now they're jamming. Yeah, they talked their way into it. Mm. See, it, it bops, man. That's oh the, that's, yeah, that's the best version of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer I've ever heard. Every year, I don't know how I missed this. I ended up watching that goddamn Rankin and Basque Rudolph Rudolph special <laughs> every goddamn year. The one with the abominable snowman. Yep, this is the only one we watch. Mm, mm, Christmas Eve. I'm pretty sure it was the Temptations. Was it really? I'm pretty sure it was. It was the Temptations as the California Raisins. But did they have like a regular like show? Didn't they have like an animated show? Yeah, they had a show for a while. You've like completely blown my mind right now. I thought I thought everyone knew about this. I knew about California Raisins, but I just didn't know. I remember seeing them in commercials. I remember seeing the cartoon in pieces. Because they had one with Michael Jackson, too, at one point. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't in the holiday special. But there was, like, a Michael Jackson raisin at one point. Mm-hmm. But it makes kind of sense. It all makes sense now. It's all coming together. Yeah, so piecing it together. 
That was my number one. Soul Christmas. Wow. That's a great number one. Yeah. I got Bad Men Returns. You got California Raisins. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you even heard California Raisins? Just about five seconds ago. But before that, solid 30 years. Solid, if not more. <laughs> you know? God damn. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to seriously watch that whole special. It's a good time. I'm Actually, gonna, you should get the baby boy to watch it. I was going to say. They jam out. I was going to put it, I'm, I'm going to put it on for the baby boy. He'd be like, daddy. Yeah. What? What is that? Like, what are these a- raisins? I don't okay. like, I don't like to eat raisins. Like, it's okay. Why are they, why are they dancing? <laughs> singing? Why is he slow Nala? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> it's me, Nala. Nah, Simba. Simba, nah, it's me, Nala. Yeah, they're, they're good, man. But yeah, like, I, I think, you know, anything that centers around Christmas is deemed a Christmas movie. Well, you have fond memories of like, everybody has at least one really good Christmas as a kid where they opened a opened a really awesome toy that they wanted, you know, or a book. Maybe some of you listening out there <laughs> were pining after a book. Who knows? Um, but everybody had at least one. Mine in particular, there was one in particular. I was either in fourth grade or fifth grade and the goddamn Batcave came and it blew me away. And it was like, uh, I think it might have even been like the animated series Batcave or or it was the Keaton Batcave, but it was like the same as some other Batcave and they kind of modeled it. I don't know. But it, I got the Michael Keaton figure and the Joker and the Batcave. I even had Bob. I had fucking Bob from 89. That was probably my favorite Christmas that I can remember to this day. Completely blown away. And, um, and that's, you know, that's, that's what it's all about. That nostalgia, like I said, it's a hell of a drug. So anything that kind of tickles that again or, or helps you revisit that. I mean, it is like a drug, you know? And you don't even know. You don't even know it it's going like to be like drug. that. It happens. And we love it. Um, quick, quick rants, raves, news. Um, they fired The Rock. Yes, they did. Thank yes, God. Yes, they did. It's not happening. There is no sequel coming. Nobody's coming to rescue him. Well, you know what? That's what he gets for using Hank. He played Hank. I think Hank got played by by the by Big Brother, you know. But they said that The Rock was the one pushing for him to be to make that cameo. I'm sure. I'm sure it's some part of a. I'm sure it was part of some overarching, you know, power play. But, um, you know, I still haven't seen it. I still haven't seen Black Adam. I I, I refuse. I yeah. just don't care. I mean, I saw the the end scene with Hank, with Hank Cavill. Yeah, that that's it. Yeah, like uh. We yeah. need to talk. But, and then uh, they proceed to not talk. I've talked about it more recently. You've been on the show more, you know, and we talked about it. I, I think we're going to be fine. But uh, interesting. They're keeping, uh, they're keeping Zachary Levi right, on so it. Okay. Sam. No, he, he's going to be, he's a good keep. He fits, he fits guns, uh, you know, guns whole thing. Kelly said that Black Adam was God awful. Hank got mm. played by everyone. Really? So not worth the watch. Not worth the watch. I think I'll be okay. I'll be all right then. I'll keep it light and I'll keep it tight. Out of sight. All right. Perfect. But yeah, man, but that's that's pretty (laughs) much all I got for this one. 
That's and all then, I uh, got. This is a fun little test run. Hopefully, hopefully your tech holds up. Hopefully James Cameron's uh, technology holds up. And uh, James Cameron going to be coming out of pocket. Apparently. <laughs> he is so pissed. That He's avatar- like, why, why <laughs> that, won't anyone watch my movie? That Avatar to Dos, they were talking, oh, it's going to buy Christmas week and it's going to grow 700 mil globally. And I wanted to be like, well, that's what Wakanda did domestically after weekend uno. Yeah, right. Hey, what are you gonna do? You know, I'm not one to wish anybody ill fate on something like that. You know, if that's your baby, that's your baby. You want it to make money, okay. But uh, it's not for me. What can I say? I'm not. Uh, I'm not on the Avatar hype train. All right, she said. I, I guess uh, she's got her uh, ear to the ground. Oh, we got. Gonna, we could... Hank's gonna be bringing us World of Warcraft. No, it's um, it's Warhammer. Is it Warhammer? So, yeah, so you know those like figurines that he like paints and like posts on his IG or whatever. So it's a whole like world of characters, a rich tapestry of characters with demons and monsters and soldiers and knights and all that kind of stuff. It's like fantasy sci-fi. It's called Warhammer, and he's actually got a deal with Amazon where that's going to be brought to life. It's a perfect, perfect, perfect vehicle for him specifically because he plays the goddamn RPG games and he plays, he's in it. You know what I mean? He really gets in. He's a big fucking nerd. I mean, I've seen, I don't know what the fuck Warhammer really is in detail, but I've seen it take up whole goddamn rooms at cons. Yeah. So it has a following. All right. Well, I'm down to see it then. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in for anything with more Hank, as far as I'm concerned. He he's definitely had he he got screwed. He didn't get his fair shake, but I think he's gonna um, he's gonna come back bigger and yeah, better because yeah. they He'll, screwed him over in, in Witcher too, didn't they? Well, he dropped out. I think because my speculation is that he dropped out to do Superman. Witcher. Yeah. Uh huh. Hey, but they got uh, but they got then, Liam, but they got Liam Hemsworth. Got, They couldn't get Chris, but they got Liam. <laughs> it was just like, oh, Will. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, wait. Yeah, uh, uh, shout out to all the Kamikazes who wrote in on the IG and gave us your picks. We hope we hope that our top five picks uh, didn't offend you or, or dig into your fucking moral quandaries and what made you tick as a human soul on this planet. But uh, thank you regardless for writing in. And uh, hey, shout out to you, Kelly, for for chiming on on, on our first live uh, on YouTube uh, trial. You know, with this new yeah, fucking... we're gonna be we're gonna be giving it a we're gonna give it a good go, and you know, I'll tweak a few more things. I'll check it out and see how this is. But now nah, this is gonna be fun. I'm gonna have to get my game face on, so I'm not starting every live episode like. All right, we got. Are we in? Is everybody in? Is everybody <laughs> one two checkity checkity before you wreckity checkity anybody? Anybody? <laughs> Kelly said. Anybody? <laughs> Kelly said Liam Liam Hemsworth can suck it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, another question: um, uh, Did you rank Star Wars Holiday Special? No, we didn't did go that, that far. Cut? No, because we were just talking. Well, you were the only person that you were the only one that threw a, a special on there because we were doing all movies. You closed with your special. We didn't do the Star Wars special. 
I, I never, I never, I never saw the Star Wars special until it recently came on uh, Disney Plus. So I didn't like grow up watching it. I didn't really grow up watching the original Star Wars. Like I watched the Star the, the original Star Wars really late. So that Star Wars special was like. By the time it dropped on Disney Plus, I mean, I went back through it and watched some of it just like, so I could say that I saw it. And I saw like clips on YouTube and stuff like that before, but um, it's pretty bad. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty. It's pretty bad. But that Guardians of the Galaxy special was phenomenal. I thought that was great. Oh, and uh, here we got another one. She said, I can't believe Wookiee Prawn didn't make the uh, list. And I say prawn because this is YouTube and, you know, word guidelines and such. Ah, uh, Wookiee Prawn. Okay, gotcha. Gotcha. Yep. Gotcha. I don't think I've ever seen any Wookiee Prawn either. Now check that out. I'm you know, on, I, I mean, almost. I mean, I'm not going to say that I'm not interested. Given the I'm nature of our. No, no. Hey, I'm not saying I'm not. In, look, listen, <laughs> I didn't say you didn't have my curiosity, but I'm saying based on the sub the subtext and context of a lot of our show topics, I'm surprised nobody threw out any porns. Any Christmas points, you know, that, that that Grinch one, but they don't make them like they don't make them like they used to. Like, like Christmas yeah. points back in the day would have like full titles. They'd have full plots. Now people just wear a Santa it, Santa costume and they start fucking. Yeah. And it's always some form of step sibling. Yeah, it's, you know, I need a give me give me a plot, you know, <laughs> give me a plot so I could skip through it. Well, I like the plot. I like the lead up to it. I don't like to just nah. jump right in. No, nah, I got no. Nah. Uh-uh. I like I, those old seventies and eighties ones because they had like legit plots where the actors were actually trying to act a little bit, and then like it would kind of build up the tension right before the scene. Oh, that was another good one we missed. Hmm. Bad Santa. That's a good one. That's probably an honorable good mention call, for me. Oh, Kelly, good call. Not yeah. in my top five, but it, it's probably in my top ten. That's, yeah, that was that a bad, one. That, that rest in peace, Bernie Mac. Yeah, rest in peace, Bernie Mac. God damn. Mm. You're not going to shit right for a week. Mm? <laughs> well, listen, kid, whatever we said on this show, okay? I think I said kid instead of kids. Listen, kid out there listening to this podcast, wherever you are by yourself at the orphanage, whatever we said on this show that made you ponder your existence or question anything in your reality just remember at the end of the day don't take it seriously because it is just what mr james Schuler. it is just fiction don't take it seriously thanks for listening folks 